Hello everyone and welcome to our Threshold podcast. We are so happy that you have taken time to join us today and we pray that you will be absolutely encouraged by the plethora of messages and encouraging words that we share here in our church. Threshold is a family of believers based in East Riding of Yorkshire in the wonderful city of Hull and our head pastors are Pastor Deborah and Philip Banda. Be blessed. message called confidently trusting yeah confidently trusting i'm just gonna ask you guys to close your eyes and i'll just pray or you can also join me and pray um heavenly father we thank you we thank you for ears to hear lord jesus we thank you for eyes to see to hear and to discern what your spirit is saying to us lord jesus we just thank you we thank you for your presence oh god We thank you that you are here, you are with us, and it's so, so evident. We give you glory. We say, have your way in our midst. Speak to us, speak to us directly, O God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So yes, as I was saying, we'll be looking at a message called Confidently Trusting. I'm going to ask you guys to just turn to Proverbs from verse 5 to 7 and it's a well-known passage or three verses SJ agrees (laughs) it is well-known it's one of those ones that you probably stick on your fridge or something like that as a Christian so it's not something it's not a verse that's new but hopefully we'll walk through it today and the Holy Spirit will shed more light in Jesus' name. Are we there? Quiet, guys. Are we there? Yes. Awesome. So I'll read. I'm reading from the English Standard Version and it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. Be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. Amen. I will equally read that again, but in the Passion Translation. And it says, trust in the Lord completely, and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you, and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all, for wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Amen. So from reading that, there is a lot of wisdom from that, um, from that verse, from those three verses. And um, I was looking at the word trust. I think as Christians or non-Christians, it's a word that, you know, it gets thrown about a lot. I'm trusting God for this or trust in the Lord or, do you guys get what I mean? 
that word is used a lot. You guys are so quiet. I'm going to need a bit more, you know, life in here. We're at church, guys. Come on. <laughs> yes, we're alive. Thank you, Natalie. Trust. So that word, it gets used a lot. So I was digging deep and I was just looking for words that is associated to the word trust. And I found the word confidence, certainty, assurance, reliance, to depend on. And another word is freedom from suspicion or doubt, to trust, to trust. So I could read that verse that we've just read right now and say, have confidence in God, depend on him, rely on him, be free from suspicion or doubt about him. Do this with all your heart. So to trust him is to be firm in him. We're basically, we're going to walk through those three verses and just, it'll be more like a, a teaching. Because my hope is, at the end of this service, is that we leave with more confidence in God. Just more confidence. Like we trust him, we believe in him, but I want us to be able to walk out here today and say actually yeah I'm, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident in what God is saying I I trust him amen. amen so when we use the word trust it's not God I trust you I trust you 70% but the other 30% is I'm putting my trust in my job my education my status, my connection, my whatsoever. You can fill in the gap. Let me explain that. Because you guys are looking at me like, okay, what do you mean I trust God 70%, the other 30%? Because sometimes in our heart, so the verse says to trust God with all your heart. Sometimes we could be confessing the word, I trust you, God. But really, our confidence isn't in him wholeheartedly. Our confidence might be in him 70%, but the other 30%, we're kind of relying on our job to get us to a certain place. We're kind of relying on our connection to get us to a certain place. We're kind of relying on other things to get us where we need to be. So it's not really wholeheartedly when we examine our heart. It's like, where is your confidence? When we're trusting in God, it's just that question that says, okay, so, where, where is my confidence here? So I'm not trying to say we don't need a job. I'm not trying to say we shouldn't go to school and get a good education. We shouldn't have a good status. I'm not saying any of that. But I'm saying it's where is your confidence? Because our confidence cannot be in, I'm going to get an education and by the time I leave school, I'll do this and this will happen and that will happen. Because simply going to school to get an education does not necessarily equate having an awesome life. Things are changing. It doesn't, it's not a guarantee. So that's what I mean when we have our confidence in, yes, I will get a good education, but my confidence in actually making it in life cannot be in this alone. It has to be rooted in God. Our confidence. Where is your confidence? So, for me, I feel as though that's where the challenge comes in. When we start examining our hearts to say, actually, hmm, yeah God, if you, if you take certain things out of my life, it, I'm a bit shaky. 
I'm not that confident that I'll be able to make it because I'm kind of relying on that rather than I'm relying on you. Are you guys getting this? Where is your confidence? So I've put down here, is it in our understanding or is it in human wisdom? So human wisdom says for so-and-so to happen, this has to be done. Are you with me? So I think of, I think of Psalm, Psalm 20. I think this will help me illustrate what I'm trying to say a lot better. So Psalm 20, verse 7 to 8. And it says, you guys turn in there, I can hear pages, I'll wait. Psalm 20, verse 7 to 8. And I read, it says, Some trust in chariots, others in horses, but we trust the Lord our God. They are overwhelmed and defeated, but we march forward and win. I love that verse. And I'm going to read it again, because I love it so much. It says, some trust in chariots, others in horses, but we trust the Lord our God. They are overwhelmed and defeated, but we march forward and win. I love the fact that their confidence is not in horses or in chariots. Their confidence is in the Lord. And it's the Lord that caused them to win. It is not necessarily them placing their confidence in horses. It's not them placing their confidence in chariots. Not that these things are not needed, but it's the fact that their confidence is in the Lord, that they march forward and they win. Where is your confidence? See, our confidence cannot simply be in the world system or how society tells us things has to happen or how things has to flow. It can't be, it can't be in that. The story of Elisha, how, it's another famous story that we all know. It's the story where Elisha outruns, Elijah, sorry, Elijah outruns the chariots. Are we all familiar with that story? I'm just gonna read this the way it says it here. So. Something supernatural took place as the power of God came over him to cause him to move quicker than he would normally in a natural. So these are the legs of a human being actually outrunning horses and chariots. Are you guys getting that? That it had to be something supernatural that took place to cause him to actually move quicker so I go back to what the world system is. So the world system can say, if I don't have a good education, I can't make it in life. Are you with me? 
But then the word of God says that we don't place our confidence in what we have in the natural, but we place our confidence in what we have in the supernatural because we serve a God who makes the impossible possible. It's like, how on earth did this, I'm just trying to picture it, how on earth did his natural legs outrun horses and chariots? How is that possible? It has to be something supernatural where we place our confidence in God. Who does the impossible? It's like, God, I'm not, I love the fact that I have a job, but I'm not dependent on my job to provide for my home. God, I love the fact that I have so and so, but I'm not dependent on that. I'm dependent on you. Because that verse in Psalm 20 says how they placed their confidence in him and they marched forward and they won. It's the supernatural. It's making room for the supernatural in our life to say, actually, God, certain things may not add up, but if I trust you, you would cause me to get to the end. I know I'm repeating what I'm saying, but I'm just hoping it will sink in. Where you guys go and you get it and you say, okay, yes, God, I thank you for my job. God, I thank you for my education. God, I thank you for the things that you've put in my life, but my confidence is not in that. My confidence is in you. My expectation is in you. Because things are changing. <laughs> things are really changing. We can't, we can't depend on anything else apart from God. Our confidence cannot be in anything else but Him. Where is your confidence? So I feel like there is, there's a need to examine where our confidence rests. We cannot depend on our own understanding or how we think things should happen when we serve a God of the possible or of possibilities. We can't depend on our own understanding. So it moves straight to the next verse. So we're walking through this, those three verses. The next line says, lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own human understanding. Or sorry, lean not on your own understanding. Or yeah, on your own human understanding, same thing. Our human understanding is not enough. We can't look at a situation and simply say, this is it. Is this, this isn't too deep, is it? I'm trying to make it as, I'm trying to explain it as simple as possible so that you guys don't miss it and you get what I'm trying to say. So you walk out of here and you say, okay, yeah, my confidence, God, I, I really have to check where my confidence is and it has to be in you, that I trust in you so much, regardless of what's happening around me, that the words that would come out of my mouth is, I trust you, God. It doesn't look right, but God, I trust you. And when we say that word, we truly know what it means. That we're not just using the word, I trust you, because it's something we hear a lot. But it's something that we know that actually, I'm depending on someone who doesn't lie and who is actually able to do what he says. Confidently trusting. Another example that I'll draw on is 
the story of Joseph. We all know Joseph in the Bible, Joseph's story and Mary. So here's a man trying to do life the right way, righteously, as the Bible describes. Then his wife-to-be is suddenly pregnant. And I can imagine this doesn't make sense to Joseph. This isn't how things naturally work out. Conceiving a baby by the Holy Spirit. I mean, that doesn't tend to happen, like, ever. So Joseph planned on leaving Mary because this was happening, because what was happening in his life, sorry, is not the norm. Yet we know he was told to stay by an angel in his dream. See, I can't imagine Joseph relying on his natural understanding in this situation. He had to receive revelation to be able to remain with Mary and trust that something supernatural was taking place that supersedes natural understanding. Did you guys catch that? Yeah. Because there's no way he would be able to stay put and try and figure this whole thing out in his natural mind. Like, so what, you're telling me that the Holy Spirit, what, 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 and now you're having a baby and you expect, like your natural mind would just be like, whoa, yeah, right. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But he had to receive revelation from the Holy Spirit or the, yeah, from the Spirit of God to actually say, no, don't go, stay, this is of God. Something supernatural is taking place that supersedes your own natural way of understanding things. I think perhaps what I'm trying to do here, or what I feel the Holy Spirit is leading me here to say to you is, that we find ourselves in is make room for the supernatural. That we can't just rely on the way things happen in the natural. Because we're called, we're called Christians, we're, we're children of God. We're children of God. And our Father has it all, and our Father, it, it all belongs to Him, basically. And we can't be limiting ourselves to just what we have in the natural or we can't be limiting ourselves to just what we see in the natural it's opening ourselves up to say actually i belong to something bigger and i belong to a bigger kingdom that means there's more available for me than what my physical eyes can see that's trusting in god and this is where we start trusting god for crazy things that like it, it, it doesn't make sense. Amen. It doesn't make sense. But in alignment with the will of God, in alignment with the plans of God for us, that we begin to trust God to say, actually, things about the city, things can change, things in our family, they can change, because we're opening ourselves up to something bigger, something greater, which is the kingdom of our Father. Amen. So we can't just look at it in the natural it's opening up, it's having our spiritual eyes opened up so we see what the Father sees. Yeah. 
So it may not make sense, but we cannot rely on our own understanding. When I look at that scripture, it says, don't, don't rely on your own understanding. Don't try and figure it out with your own natural mind. You with me? Awesome. Lean not on your own understanding. There are times things could happen in our lives or happening that we may not fully understand why. Why is this happening, God? Or why did that have to happen? We may not understand it. I don't know if that's ever happened to anyone, but I know that there's, there's been things in my life that I'm like, God, so you know, you do this, you do that, that's meant to add up, and you know, so and so happens. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily add up. Yeah. Are you guys with me? So times like that, when things are not adding up or when things don't necessarily make sense, you find yourself going back to God and saying, okay, God, are you up to something here? In that place of mystery, in that place of not knowing the unknown, as children of God, we choose to trust, to anchor our faith, and trust in him. I'm trying to think of a, a clear example right now just to make it sink in nicely. I'm sure you all have your own, your own example. If I got you up and I said, okay, have you had anything happen in your life where you may not have understood what happened, but you just chose in that place of mystery, in that place of the unknown, to place your trust in him. Just to give a natural example, there was a point where I felt like, okay, God, I think it had to do with, how should I It had to do with um, teaching and going into teaching. And in my natural mind, there's a certain way that you go through to get to where you want to be, to start teaching training. So I followed the procedures, I, you know, signed up for, you have to take a test. And I studied, I was very focused. I was like, yes, I'm gonna do this, studied hard and, uh, Took my test, first test, it didn't work out. I was like, yikes, okay, God, what's, what's going on here? Did my second test again, it didn't work out. And Pastor Paul was encouraging me. My dad was also encouraging me. My dad was just like, yeah, you know, if you don't get it, you know, you just try again, you have to just, my dad is very encouraging. And it was just like, yeah, don't just give up, you know. In my head, I was just like, God, I'm just praying for your will and I want you to make the path straight for me. Have your way. But God, I still don't understand why this test isn't going right. 
because I passed the first test. There's two tests you have to take. I passed the first test nice and easy. The second test was just a blocker. It just was not working out. I did that test, didn't work out first time. Did the second time. So you only get three test trials. That's how you know the test I'm about. <laughs> and I was like, okay, God, you know, I will study hard. But if it doesn't work out this time, this is this is my this is it. It means that I can't actually go in this direction that I'm thinking that I should go in. So I did, studied hard, went for this test, and I was like, yeah, this test, I, I kind of have to pass it. I have to pass it, because if I don't pass it, I can't go further with going into teaching training. So I was like, okay, got there, sat my test, I walked up to the lady, you know, you know, anticipating for good, good results. And she looked at me, she smiled, as though to give me some kind of hope. <laughs> like, you know, you've done well. <laughs> Only for her to hand me my results. And I think I was either one or two marks off. And I was like, okay. So I took it and I walked out. And my head was like, God, I just don't understand this. It, it doesn't make any sense. I studied so hard, as in so hard. <laughs> you know, I put in the effort, I did everything that I was supposed to do in the natural to actually pass this. And look, I'm quite okay at maths. So why am I not getting this? What is actually happening here? I was like, okay, this, I felt, I felt quite disheartened considering the fact that I put in the effort I went back home and I took a picture and I sent it to Pastor and I was like, okay, I guess that's it. With teacher training, I am done. I've tried my best. Clearly, this is not for me. And in my natural, in my natural mind, it's like, God, I don't understand why this is happening. Why on earth is this happening? Because I'm like, God, I want to progress with my life and I want to get somewhere. But it feels like this is a road blocker for me. And I don't understand and I think in that moment of feeling discouraged and disheartened, I literally just had to put my trust and say, God, even in this, I trust you. I trust that you're up to something. I trust that you are the one ordering my steps, just as your word says. I trust that even though I don't get why this has to happen, you're in control. I trust you. I couldn't rely on my own natural understanding for the path God wanted to take me or what he wanted to do in my life in that season. But it's saying, God, I don't get this, but I trust you. That's the kind of trust where it doesn't make sense. We don't understand why. I don't know if you can think of any example in your own life, but it happens in our journey through life that certain things could happen that we don't get it. We don't know why it's happened. We can't give any nice, logical, lovely explanation for it. But in that moment, we can say, God, I trust you. In the mystery, in the unknown, I trust you. Lean not on your own understanding. I think in that moment, it's going to God and saying, God, what are you up to? Does that make sense? God, what are you up to? In this place that I don't understand, could you actually be up to something that my physical eyes can't see? 
Because in the natural, what I'm seeing is it's not really working out. But what is actually taking place in the spiritual realm? Like, what is actually happening in that realm? What, what, what are you up to, God? Perhaps you're up to something else. And my spiritual eyes just need opening and enlightening. The next um, line flows, it flows nicely to, in all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. To acknowledge him is to recognize that he exists. It's to recognize that God is there, that in the midst of whatever is going on, that he is present. And that he is interested in being known. Don't ignore him in the equation. Put him in his rightful place. To acknowledge him looks like seeking his will as we trust him. So in that place of God, I trust you. It's God, what is your will in this place? God, I want to know you in the middle of this. To seek his will in all our ways. When we acknowledge him, we get to know him. We become intimate with him and he reveals his will. Getting to know God also looks like getting to know his word. Because you can't know him apart from his word. So getting to know him looks like getting in his word, getting to know his word. The more we get to know him, the easier it becomes to place our confidence in him. Just think about it in the natural. You can't just meet somebody today who you don't know and you place your confidence in them and you trust them and you know, you start depending on them. You don't know them. So the more you get to know him, the more you, you're able to place your confidence in him wholeheartedly. Because he doesn't, he gives you no reason to doubt him basically. Because you know him. I use that example of being in a relationship. Say, for example, yeah, I think, I think I've done that, that justice. Yeah, meeting somebody for the first time in any form of relationship. It takes, it takes time. It takes you getting to know them. It takes you spending time with them to know them. So knowing God looks like spending time with him, acknowledging him, reading his word, being around his people. You get to know him. You acknowledge him. We get a strong sense of um, how we should respond to whatever we're facing. Because in that place of getting to know God, he releases wisdom. 
the Passion Translation says it in this way. Proverbs 3, 7, it says, don't think for a moment that you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. For wisdom comes when you adore him. So wisdom will come, but it's like us adoring him in that place of worship, in that place of focusing on him, in that place of getting to know him, in that place of acknowledging him. God actually releases wisdom. Finally, towards the end it says, he will make straight your path. I think what I have to say today is, watch how he makes your path straight. As you're doing all of this, you're leaning on him, you're trusting in him, you're depending on him, you're getting to know him. Watch how he makes your path straight because he keeps his part. We do our part, God actually fulfills his part. Watch how he brings order into your family, in your place of work, in your place of study, in your home, in whatever you're pursuing. Watch how he begins to make your path straight, that whatever's crooked, he's like, okay, I'm making it straight for you. I'm ordering your steps. I'm getting you where you need to be. Watch how he aligns things. So we're all at um, we're all at different places here. Perhaps some of us are in a place where we need to surrender an issue to God and simply say, I trust you, so I'm letting go. I may not fully understand, and what my physical eyes are looking at may not completely make sense, but I trust you. Or we need to stop trying to figure things out. I don't know if anybody here does what I do, where you sit with God and you try and help him sort out whatever you're asking him to sort out for you. I don't know if that ever happens to anyone. You're like, God, okay, yeah, pray. Okay, okay so God, I can do this and I can do that and I can do, okay, amen, thank you, Jesus. It's like, um, where do I come in in this equation? Because... You've got this all figured out for yourself. You kind of know what you're doing. So, hey, you do it then. I don't know. But I know I've definitely done that. Sat with God and left with my own way. My, my solution, basically. And I think there's that need to, to stop trying to figure it out. As we've learned, God will release wisdom. He will give us wisdom on what to do and how to actually figure things out. 
but it's leaving it to him and that's that's the hard part you know where the bible says wait on the lord it, of course it doesn't mean don't do anything and I, and I think sometimes we can say okay it means don't do anything or I won't do anything or it means don't do anything so sorry when it says wait on the Lord we can look at it as I don't just want to be waiting idly so let me help God I don't know if you're kind of with me yeah, yeah, like God helps those who help themselves. Like, it's, there's nothing wrong. Like, God actually does give us wisdom on what to do. Like, there, there, there is things that we do. But it's coming out from that place of, okay, God has given me revelation on what to do. Not, <laughs> um, um, we, you know, God is kind of hard, so yeah, I'm just gonna, gonna do it myself. Gonna come up with a solution for myself. I'm going to help God do it because you know he's God he's too busy <laughs> might as well help him I think that's the part where it's sorry don't try and figure out a solution trust God for some wisdom to respond trust God for some wisdom to respond as we get to know him, he will give us wisdom on how to respond. But it's trust in him. Or perhaps you're in a place of, my trust has been shaken. My trust has been a bit, you know, you know, I kind of trusted God, but God is taking too long, but God didn't show up, or maybe God disappointed me which he never does. And in that place, it's, it's coming to God and saying, okay, God, be honest. Be honest with him and say, God, I, I, don't, I don't think I'm kind of trusting you here wholeheartedly. I, I think I'm depending on something else more than I'm actually depending on you. And it's coming to that place and saying, okay, God, I'm going to surrender. I want to trust you wholeheartedly here. I want to trust you with my whole heart. It's surrendering that 10%. It's surrendering that extra 20% that we've tucked away and saying, no, I trust you wholeheartedly. My confidence is in you. Or you might be saying, I trust you, God. I trust you. I'm just watching to see how you make my path straight. I'm watching to see how you align me. I'm watching to see how you orchestrate events and put things in order. Because, yeah, we could be at this place. Or it's like, actually, no, if I, if I examine my heart and I look within, it's, God, I'm actually trusting you here. God, yeah, I, I trust you. I'm just, I'm just here waiting to see what you do now. I'm waiting to see how you align things. I'm waiting to see how you straighten the crooked path. I'm waiting to see you make the path straight for me. Confidently trusting. 
alternately trusting. I'm going to just share this um, verse, two verses, as an encouragement. And it's in Jeremiah 17, um, from verse 7 to 8. And it says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. I believe that we will not fail to bear fruit in whatever season we go through because our trust and our confidence is in God. There is no reason why, even in a hard time or in a difficult time where we won't flourish because we're planted, our roots go deep. Firmly trusting in God, wholeheartedly. In its, in its, hopefully in its simplicity, this was what God was laying on my heart today for this house, just to trust in him. And as much as we may hear this a lot, perhaps it's just a reminder for us to put our trust in him, but to trust him confidently in whatever season we find ourselves in or with whatever we're facing. To be able to say, yeah, God, um, yeah, I, I, I do trust you. It looks hard and I'm uncertain and I don't know, but I trust you confidently. to adore him 